0: to get up and do my thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it
1: off? Go One, two, three, four. Go get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Hola, Seattle. Won't Buck be surprised up. when he gets back and finds out all the changes we've made? Uh, all right, I, I, where, where do I go now? Twenty four with with uh, Jackson in the role of Chloe, uh, who I met Mary Lynn Rice Cub one night, and boy, is she a delightful person. She's a stand up comedian, really, and pretty funny. And then and then afterwards, ended up we we, we I went and I I bought a T shirt that says "Damn it, Chloe," and I've been Jack trying to trying to get your your instructions to get the the heritage distilling Textmaster nine thousand fired up because we're gonna use it today. Uh, in a shocking departure from our first two days uh, soloing this show, Puckson is uh, in his final uh, day. All got a fun show planned uh, as well. Tim Booth of the Associated Press who posted a, a story. I think it was earlier today, or maybe it was late yesterday. Maybe he just made a tweet about this. Uh, Tim uh, noted that on April thirteenth, two thousand eight, exactly ten years ago today, uh, the Sonics played their last game. They played the Mavericks. I want to say. Uh, I spent the first half of that game in the uh, lower bowl, like about 20 rows up. Then I ran into a friend who had front row seats, and he said, "I'm still a chance." But for those of us who thought it was fait accompli, it's like this is probably going to be the last game. And my friend gave me his front row seats, and uh, and, and me and my old producer Paul Tracker, we went down there, and, uh, and and we had a fun second half. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> And it was, and, and most of our fun was because we were we were absolutely directing pointless invective at PJ Carlissimo. freaked up with about a minute to go. I mean, people loved that guy, and then at the time he was like, "I was, I want to stay." And you know, I mean, obviously he ended up leaving, and we didn't have much of a choice. But anyway, ten years ago today, Supersonics played their last game. If you had, if you had told me that it was going to be a decade and we still wouldn't have a team, I'd have laughed in your face. Now they're going to get it together. They'll get a team in a couple, three, four, five years. And this is always what Rams home. How how much time. Has passed. Our poll question is What's your favorite thing that didn't exist 10 years ago today that now exists? And Jackson and I were looking, it's amazing the amount of stuff that, that has yeah. been invented. Obviously, where we're in a high tech area of, of history. You know, I think it existed 2009, 2009 is when it came in. Uber, yeah. and you could say it's, it doesn't matter. We're just using you know, the, the ride share idea. The iPad. The iPad did not. We were all using desktops 10 years ago. I mean, the iPhone, I guess, existed. It had just been invented. Uh, but phones weren't what they are now, and, and iPad, you know, I mean. Every... Bixby, and I, I use it probably about once a day on various things. Is, is yeah. the, it's really called Bixby? So series counterpart on Android is Bixby? Yeah, let me see if I can turn Bixby on. I <laughs> don't need Bixby in my It's funny. To me, that has no application. I just can't imagine ever getting to the point, point, a lot of people use that, but where I'd have to ask you to turn on the TV as opposed to, geez, this Hulu. And for Hulu, you could pick your favorite TV streaming thing. But we just used the four kind. of But basically, ten years ago tonight, the Supersonics played Dallas at Key Arena, and when you left, you would not have taken an Uber to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't have gotten on your iPad to check other NBA scores. Uh, you wouldn't have asked Siri to find your car keys because you're so you know you're, you're so <laughs> lazy you can't remember, and and you wouldn't have gone home and streamed anything on Hulu or Net I don't know Net Netflix what it is. Right. Those are four th- four of like a hundred we could have listed that have been invented in the last decade. So uh, the poll question at Gasman two oh six Sonics uh, what's your what's your favorite thing on this list of things invented since that day. We have uh, fired up the uh, t- uh, the Heritage uh, Distilling uh, text line at four nine four five one because we're going to ask you for texts today, uh, because it's Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Some people pay attention; some people don't. Are you a superstitious cat? Do you? Do you, are you? I do. I do many very various superstitious things regarding baseball and football and and soccer. Really, I'm. I, I don't. I, I don't think I have that much. Maybe some more will come. I'm not. I'm. I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff. I mean, I know them. And we thought on the on the text line what you could send us today uh, at 49451 is is what's your favorite or your weirdest or your dumbest superstition, whether it's one, you know, maybe it's like, hey, you can't say a no-hitter during a no That's one that I think is kind of dumb. I'm not a big fan of that. But a lot of people, boy, people believe that, and they freak out when anybody mentions a no-hitter in the middle of a no-hitter. I guess within the team, but I think it's perfectly fine if you're not in the dugout to yeah. mention it. As my longtime friend Dave Niehaus once said to me, gas, how else am I going to tell people what's going on? (laughs) And I got to agree, and there are other ways, but that—that's an example of kind of a weird sports. Or where's the day you slipped the birthday cake into John Lynch's lap? Oh, somebody took the hands uh, right yeah. out of my hands. To give them uh, Yes, uh, I was wearing a blue Seahawks shirt that day. Now, now, do you do you think that that? And I'm I'm not holding you in judgment here. I don't really <laughs> give a flip. But do you think that's professional to wear Seahawks? gifts? Yes, but I know it's on my body exactly, and that's important to me because I don't think the Seahawks can do what they do unless I Jackson felt am wearing. <laughs> have you ever have you have you seen evidence that it works? Or- I can never. Ever wear it sort with the jerseys thing? I'm a very. How many jerseys, jerseys do you own? I right now own 58 jerseys. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Boy, that's just going to become a problem <laughs> as, as the marriage continues. There's, there's going to come a day where it's going to be brought up that maybe you should stop buying jerseys. The
0: rate of jerseys per year that I bought went significantly down when my wife moved in in 2014. It,
1: you know, my wife and I <laughs> had a great fight one time about uh, uh, shoes. She likes shoes. She has a lot of shoes. She does. It's not crazy. I tease her. She doesn't have a crazy amount of shoes. But we got no big argument one night. and She says, uh, I, "I said, yeah, how many pairs of shoes do you have?" And she goes, "I don't know, how many Pearl Jam live discs do you have? Because they put all their shows out." And I'm like, "Well, not." And then we counted up, and I'm like, "This is a lot closer than I wanted it to be." <laughs> or in something else, it has to be has to be non sounders related. All right, that, that's, that's very odd. So people have uh, have lots of them uh, uh, in terms of uh, or. Either favorite or oddest tradition is uh, you, you know something that that in sports that you find interesting. Whether it's you, maybe it's a friend of yours. Yeah, I got, I got a friend. I got this is again this to me this ranges right out around around desperate. I got a guy a pretty good golfer, a friend of mine who golfs, and um, he. I mean that's just crazy. I mean, but does he have proof that it works? Because it's only weird if it doesn't work. He's a decent golfer, I uh, guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's you know, I I, I guess that's. Hey, you know what? What's the line? What were we laughing about? It, it, the Bud Light commercial. Yeah, what's the line? It's only weird if it doesn't work. Only weird if it doesn't work, yeah. All right, so sports superstitions today, you can vote on the uh, the favorite invention. Somebody's already said, well, what about streaming music? All right, look, we only have this later today to talk about uh, that. We are going to world premiere some rock music today. We've got a song that has never been heard by anybody, and because we are Seattle's uh, uh, definitive rock show, I don't know if Puck realizes that or not, but we are. Uh, We are where people come to hear the new music first. Uh, We're going to debut a song called Fire from a friend of mine named Jeff Rouse. It's from an album called The Gemini that Jeff's got coming out. Jeff is a local musician. He's played in a bunch of different... Now, that's a hard job because Duff is a bass player by trade. And Duff is brutally tough on the bass player in loaded. As a matter of fact, Jeff told me this morning when we were talking, Duff has made him cry before. Our fun prize packs that we give away to bribe listeners to stay listening to us. Uh, So you'll hear new music today during the show. Tony Softly. We'll be with us at eleven o'clock. Lots of NFL news to talk about with uh, with Tony. The Colin Kaepernick thing just won't go away, will it? I was like, yesterday. I was kind of dismissive. i was like, this isn't that big a deal. And then the the Times today, bang bang, two big stories on it. I thought Larry Stone's column was terrific, and says so. in this is just, I think the people have a right to do this. It's a peaceful protest. But he had a great point at the end. I, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the thing in front of me. But he wrote basically the last paragraph, and it was brilliant. It was. You know, maybe it's time for NFL players to start standing up, so people will listen to what they have to say. Because I th- look, look, anybody can be an activist. I get a kick out of the people that want to shut down people. You know, and there's dumb, whatever you do, There are dumb people everywhere. Because a person is an athlete, does not disqualify them from having an opinion on what's going on in their country, in our country. They can have that opinion. You can disagree with it, but the the shut up and dribble crowd value their But I like when when young. Bright athletes want to articulate their thoughts on things, and I think people that dismiss it because, well, it's sports. What do they know? Really? So we're only going to let the politicians, who, by the way, tend to have some dumb people in their ranks, too. We're only going to let them talk politics? We're only going to let the cable news? Know. It's it's raised everybody's hackles and everybody. And in his line, maybe it's time to stand up, and then people may listen more to what you say. And this is from a guy who thinks they have every right to do what they're doing. So I thought that was good. Well, may talk with Tony about that a little bit and other personnel moves. I'm interested in in some thoughts about uh, the draft from Tony. So that's coming up at 11. Uh Brad Evans, one of my all-time favorites. Here he's uh, left the Sounders and is with Kansas City. We'll get some thoughts from him on the match this weekend. And at uh, I- Basically, this is selfish. I wanted to have him on because I never got to say goodbye to him. I'm using the show to further my personal agenda. I see. <laughs> so Brad Evans will be with us today at uh, at twelve thirty. Uh, what else have, have I have I overlooked anything obvious? Uh, we, we, we got to talk the Mariners and thing. Is it is it hocus pocus? And maybe we'll see if Jackson wants to play hocus pocus by focus <laughs> during the People's Court. Is is it just hokum? Is like come on. So, or do you buy into the superstitions? Did you buy into the Curse of the Billy Goat in Chicago for all those years. Did you buy into? uh, You know, here in town, for years we've had people say, you know, the reason the team struggled down there, and and so so they've kind of well maybe the second Super Bowl was the burial grounds curse. Who knows? Anyway, there's lots of weird curses, lots of weird superstitions. It's Friday the 13th. Have a lucky day, Uh, but uh, we'll uh, talk about that during the People's Court. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft. I got the TextMaster open and people are screaming at me there. I've got my laptop open. I got some other thing open. I've got Softies page open here. Is this up? If I play something on, it's the, uh, uh what the, what the hell is beacon it? It's the hotline. Beacon Plumbing Hotline. What did that? You know why I forgot? It's because the sign fell down over here. I'm an old man. I need signs. Come on, Felts. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Booth. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Well, I'm ranting and raving
0: about things, you know, but it's, but it's Friday and I've kind of, i kind of made it right to the end of partnership again. Um, Puckett is probably off playing golf somewhere right now.
1: It was, it, it was, Oh, didn't I tell you that? And I'm like, I see, I see. So I've, I've put in some vacation time too. I figure I'm not going to get aced out of this. So I'm taking off as well. Hey, you did a thing. Was it a, was it about a year ago that you did the, the kind of the history of the departure of the Sonics? Am I, am I right about the year, year and a half ago?
0: Yeah, it was it was actually I did it on the on I did it on the 10 years kind of the the first the first stone and everything that happened and led to you know kind of today being the 10 year anniversary of the last game. But yeah, it was it was looking back and talking to some of the people that were involved in in kind of everything that led up to
1: that thing I'm assuming I was there just being a menace to anybody near me. Um <laughs> If 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 I had bumped into you that night and I'd and i and I'd said, you know, it, it, a decade from now, none of this will be solved. They'll be gone and none of it will be solved. Would would you believe me? I mean, we didn't know they were leaving necessarily 10 years ago tonight, but
0: the smart money was kind of there. But would you have thought that it was going to take... ...defined answer by this point that, you know, maybe we would have had a building finished within 10 years instead of at the point we are right now where it's still, you know, where, where we're hopeful of having something done starting later this year, but... You know, I would have, I would have thought there would have been enough urgency, enough um, you know enough enough people looking at the opportunity would be that building almost done or done at this point, or we would already have a hockey team here, just waiting for the NBA to decide to um, decide to expand again. I, I I'm surprised that we're still sort of dragging our feet, but that's that's the Seattle way. That's you know nothing gets done in a timely fashion around here. Right. Everything has ten thousand delays to it. Um, surprised that we are at the point where a building is going to be starting under construction later this year and in in theory within the next 5 to 7 years we could be looking at having basketball back here again
1: and you know we we listed on our poll question you know four of the things that have been invented in the last decade one of the things i could have listed is south lake union because it didn't exist <laughs> and it's completely changed in the 10 years as well and it, it kind of rams home that seattle's a you know those of us who have been here a long time we sit here and we kind of wonder okay what's going to happen with hockey or what's going to happen if they get basketball back or what's going to, and one of the things we have to factor in is the demographics of this city. have
0: There's a different wealth in Seattle than there's ever been before, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that underlines why there's so much optimism about the success that this that this proposed NHL franchise could have here. And I think that leads to the possibility of the NBA returning. The 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 I mean, I I think back to what the Sonics fan base was back in the back in the 2000s, and how many people on the East Side. You know, that's that's where everything was. You had you know, you had Boeing in some pockets of of Seattle. But if you looked at what the core of that season ticket base was, it was east side base. It was Bellevue based. It was Redmond based. It was a lot of Microsoft executives it, um, where that building is going to end up being completed at, at, at Key Arena. So I, I think that's sort of the 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 biggest demographic change we've seen. There, there's a huge number of transplants who have come in. And with that, the amount of wealth in this region has grown and where that wealth is, I think, has been redistributed to where a team can tap into different, different areas of the city to, to build that the, when the Sonics were trying to, you know, financially figure out what was best for, for their franchise. Um, it, yeah. to, me, that, to me, that's the biggest change that I've seen in the 10 years since is just the, the amount of the, the huge growth of, of just money that we have in this market now.
1: So much of it trickling down to you and I, too, which is making our lives better. Oh. Reasonable walking distance of Key Arena that didn't live there 10 years ago because of the number of apartment buildings. Now the question becomes, are they sports fans, and are they the ones with the money we're talking about who will be able to afford tickets? And, and, and it's not like that's the only place they're going to draw from, but it's 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 yet another interesting piece of the puzzle that's changed in this town from uh, from years past, and, and it'll be interesting to see. Hey, do you think the... um. It, it, it sure says hockey first, but they definitely want to get the NBA involved. Now, oftentimes, the second team to the trough doesn't get as much of the slop. Tell, Tim Lywicki tells me, hey, we're going to build it so the NBA team can be completely successful. And that, that...
0: Oakview you know, is sort of the, the, the mastermind of this entire thing. And so they're the one that brokered together the, the ownership group for the NHL. They're the ones that are probably going to broker together the ownership group for an NBA team when that time comes. Um, I think ultimately they they've invested so much in the in in making the NHL product ready to go that they've got to make sure that is successful that is stable that they have in all those important metrics that they have to have to make that franchise successful getting out of the gate that they're going to they're going to invest the time and the effort in doing that first but at the same time they're also not going to you know if, if Adam Silver comes calling and says hey we want a team to come into town we got to make sure this thing is good for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Once that is in place, then I think you're going to see the, 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 the idea of the NBA returning really ramp up. And that's that, you know, that's why I think, I think 2023 is kind of a, it's an interesting target date because, um, you know, the NBA is going to have new TV deals by then. I think people are going to have a better understanding of what the, what the cord-cutting sort of audience is interested in, and what options are out there because they're changing every day. Is in terms of what you can stream versus needing to have you know a, a cable system. Um, I, I think that I think that's going to be a really interesting date because it, also because I think the NBA by that point is going to have made a decision about. Then the other obvious option is to is to come back to Seattle. So um, I, I think that's sort of I, I think that's kind of the progression that you're going to look at is. Get that NHL product started. Make sure it's stable. Make sure it's viable, and then I think they'll really start to ramp up, looking at what the what options there are for the NBA coming back here.
1: Tim Booth, who covers sports for the Associated Press in Seattle, is our guest on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. The or um, after the strangest ten games to a season I ever remember in terms of crazy injuries, uh, uh, snow, uh, all the off days that were already scheduled in. It's. It, it surprises me. I'm pleasantly surprised that they're that they're six and four. What do you see as the as the as the, the good or the bad ten days into this season, Tim?
0: I think I think the good the, the good starts right at the top of the order. D. Gordon's been every every you know, when, he, when when they made this made the deal for him, the you know the the potential of that lineup you kind of saw how just how that one extra guy kind of lengthened things out. You know, Segura moves down in the order, everybody kinda of drops down a notch. Um, I, I think he, for for ten games he's exceeded. I think what most people would have expected the impact of his career. Um, You know that that to me that's the good. James Paxton seems to have turned it around from that ugly first start he had at Safeco against against the Indians. The bad is this just this weird ra- rash of injuries. Like
1: mm-hmm. who?
0: What, what other team? You know I hate the idea of a team being the 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 excuse of a team being snake bit, but that's exactly what it's been so far between. Zunino, Cruz, Healy, um, even you know Gamble's injury before back in back in spring training. This team just has these little things that pop up that are completely inexplicable, but they happen to the Mariners. Um, so to be six and four right now, coming home after after playing seven of your ten games on the road, um, I, I think you have to be really pleased about where they where, what kind of start they've gotten off to, considering how bad it could have been with all the. It, things they've had to deal with.
1: I got to be honest. I'm terrified of going downstairs right now because Nelson Cruz <laughs> is an athlete. He's in shape. He's in really. Maybe he's nearing the end of his career, but he's in prime physical condition. If he can do this, God knows what I could do going down this. So I go
0: up and downstairs. Well, you you remember this is the team that had a, a closer injure himself falling up 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 a okay. set of stairs at one point back in its history. So you know it's it's yeah you have to take that into account when it comes to even the 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 most in shape and and healthiest guys in the world like nelson cruz walking down a flight of stairs
1: all i'll say about the guy who drew, who fell going upstairs was music geek i know you're a huge pearl jam fan and i i thought it'd be perfect since we're having you on today to uh, do this so i got a friend named jeff rouse i don't know if you ever met jeff but he, he plays in duff's band loaded uh he plays in a in a band called the guessing game he's toured with various bands and he's doing a solo album that's coming out next month uh, called the gemini and i thought you and i tim could they be launched it on a on a little AM stick out of Seattle and we made it happen? So so would you like to stay with us for a second and hear about a minute or so of this this new song Fire and, and, and see what you think?
0: I I would be happy to as long as I get some sort of residual from from the success of this single.
1: We're both lined up on it. Let's fire it up here. Here's Fire by Jeff Rouse from the Gemini. that's got a nice little hook to it you like that
0: that's, that's outstanding you know you know I'm I'm a, I'm a big Jeff of guy with, with Pearl Jam, so anyone that has got that kind of bass to it, I, I I like that a lot.
1: Well, as, as Duff McKagan once told me, you know, whenever there's problems in a band, it's never, the bass player's always just hanging out in the back doing his job. <laughs> just doing what he's supposed to do. It's, it's the the drama comes at the other ends of the band. Uh, so Jeff Scott, uh, you can do a, a few giveaways of that, uh, but yeah, I know it's kind of cool. It's, it's fun, to, and I love supporting the local music community because that is one thing that does kind of thread all the way back in Seattle and, and continues to thrive and be dynamic, even with all all the changes we were talking about earlier, Tim, is number of great musicians from this area and the number of great, mu- uh, the amount of great music that's produced here.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's uh, the Seattle music community is incredible, and, and it's it's uh, anytime you get a, like that, it's it's fantastic to to highlight and and put out there for for people to listen to.
1: Tim Booth, who has a stack of Pearl Jam tickets for both shows at Safeco Field, and if you want them, <laughs> call him. We'll give you his phone number because he'd love to have you come sit with him in his private luxury box for the home shows. Tim, great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show. You do, guys. Ticket stub. Still, through all the moves I've made. I mean, my wife and I moved like five times in three years, and I just uh, kept packing it away. So I'm not getting rid of this. I'm hanging on to this uh, for a while. So I've, I've still got that. But ten years ago today, Sonic's last played a game with him uh, so far <laughs> as the producer of the show. Tony softly at 11 o'clock this morning. Text us at 49451. Your favorite or your dumbest Sports superstition, whether it's one that you do or one that a team does, something you like or you don't like, text us at four nine four five one. Closed off due to a collision. Of- now back to puck and the gas man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft cover. Puck is off today; he'll be back on Monday. I think next Thursday we're going to do the show down at uh, Jimmy's on first, uh, and then and then we'll take our break in about. 1220 and then leave and let you guys figure, because we're going to go over and watch the baseball game. We'll let you guys figure out what to do. You'll figure it out in post-production. Boots. Do I need to spell that for you, probably, because you're listening to this show, B-O-O-T-S. Boots to A-T-O-M-1 for your chance to win. I mean, how, how easy is that? Text Boots to Adam1 and you can end up winning movie tickets. The Adam Tickets app where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and to somebody and let's move on. Uh, let's see, here's uh, from Jason on the Heritage Distilling uh, text line. My worst sports superstition would have to be that all through high school football, I wouldn't wash my practice uniform all season long. <laughs> Looking back at it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have new socks for every game of uh, football and basketball. I've, a lot of guys have done that over the years. Guys that, uh, well, I remember uh, I Remember Jerry Kramer's book, Instant Replay, he said the one... The old Packer guard uh, said that the one superstition he had was that when he was getting his ankles taped, and this is, again, this is the kind of weird stuff you get into. It had to be a fresh roll of tape, so the trainer had to go get a fresh roll of tape, tape his ankles, and then throw whatever was left away. Mate. yeah, it's my tape. My <laughs> tape, kitty cat. My tape. Yeah, and that's that, it's, it's amazing that uh, you know, the, the stuff that, that you come up with that you have to do we're talking about sports superstitions because of course it's friday the 13th and technically it's a very unlucky day you i don't know where the number 13 being unlucky started i'm sure there's there's some great story that i'm unaware of but for some reason uh it's good and and you know what And here we're talking about this and who opens a home stand tonight but the beloved seattle mariners (laughs) now here's some knuckle shot well well we'll see there's hope there's definitely hope right now with how they've played and 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 how they've navigated through some very choppy waters uh, at the at the start. Uh, you, you know, again, if I had dialed out everything that was going to happen, even from the start of spring training, I you know, Felix is going to be hurt uh, for for a. God, if they're five and five, we'll be lucky. If yeah. they're three and seven, I'll take it and hope they can dig out. Oh, instead they come home six and four, and they've, they've you got the A's coming in. You got Sparky on the what is Sparky two and zero or is he what what Sparky's record? Do you have that in oh, front of you? You can pull it up. I can't be expected to do all the research for this show. I can't expect it to be do any of the research for this show. I don't have time. I wouldn't say average, I'd say just a tick above average, but it, it's it's certainly uh, it, it's it's buying them the time they need. I, I'd, I'd love to see them all start going a little deeper. But again, in the new reality of baseball and the way service likes to manage, you know, seven innings is kind of a miracle when yeah. you see a guy get through seven because service will go out there and he starts mixing and matching, and that's how he wants to run the show, which is why when they start thinking about how are they going to fit everybody on the roster, and you start thinking about are you going to drop likes the other day. It'll be interesting to see. Would, well, how would you bet, Jackson? If I said, "Will the Mariners, will a starter with the Mariners have a complete game this year?" Oh, yes dude. or no? I'd say yes because yeah, that's it's 162 but... chance. Adopt, you know, he's changing how he pitches. Right, and I don't, I don't know if we're giving him enough credit for having to go through that. It. It's hard. It's hard to do things a different way when you're used to doing things a certain way for your whole career. To do something different, he's been okay. Lousy outing, but those are going to happen. Uh, uh, Gonzo, real good outing. Lousy outing. Paxton, okay, yeah, right, and very good his last outing. Very Sparky, I think's been okay in his two outings, two right? Oh with a three RA, he's a two. He maybe he's our best bet to throw a complete game. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I like where they are. I like that they're starting a home a home stand against the A's, and then I like that the Astros are coming. He's some football talk coming up with uh, KJR's Zone. Tony, softly, as we roll into Hour 2 with Puck and Gas.